0: Hi, this is Danny Gregory from Sketchbook School, and I'm on Inspiration Place with Miriam Schulman.
1: This episode is sponsored by the Inspired Insiders Club, a membership for art lovers who want a backstage pass to my creative process so that you never run out of inspiration. <laughs> well, hello. This is your host, artist Miriam Schulman, and you're listening to episode number 45 of the Inspiration Place podcast. I am so thrilled that you're here today. We're going to talk all about art before breakfast. In this episode, you'll discover why sketching is better than Sudoku or checking Instagram, why your creativity is not a luxury and how to host a portrait party. But before we get there, I wanted to tell you all about today's freebie. It's five steps to develop a creative habit. To download it, go to shulmanart.com forward slash 45. If you love today's episode, then you're gonna wanna grab this freebie for more inspiration. All right, now back to the show. Today's guest has written several best-selling books on art and creativity and is currently writing his 13th. Hmm. After spending three decades as one of New York's leading advertising creative directors with award-winning global campaigns for clients like Chase, American Express, IBM, Ford, and many others, he co-founded the Sketchbook School a production studio that makes films and books and events that shows people how making art can change your life. Through his books, Shut Your Monkey, Art Before Breakfast, Everyday Matters, An Illustrated Life, The creative license and more. We're going to find out what that 13th book is. And in the several large online communities he oversees, our guest has shown thousands of people how to ignite their inner artist, embrace their creativity, and tell the stories of their lives. Please welcome to the inspiration place. Danny Gregory. Well, hello Danny and welcome to the show. Hi there. So thanks so much for joining me today. I can't wait to talk to you.
0: I'm excited too, Miriam.
1: All right. So Danny, you have the honor of being the only guest who I wonder if you can guess what this is. You're the only guest who has actually drawn my portrait. True. And I've drawn yours. It's true. It was mutual. That's right. <laughs> right. It was a mutual portrait. I thought it'd be really interesting if we could describe that portrait event that we went to that was organized by Urban Sketchers. Was that your first event you've been to or have you been to other events they've done?
0: I have been to other events they've done that usually involve sitting in some uncomfortable place drawing a building. But this was sitting inside of a building drawing people instead, which was a very different experience.
1: Did you like it better?
0: I think I did, yeah you know urban sketching has a lot of rules and they kind of suspended some of the rules for this event so it was more of a free for all and it was an opportunity to to meet people and to draw them and it was a lot of fun i felt like it motivated me for quite some time afterwards to keep drawing people so that was a good thing
1: yeah i also you had shared with me that you had gotten more in the habit of using your ipad for sketching mm-hmm. so did you continue using like physical drawing materials or do you think or did you go back to the ipad but drawing people
0: i draw so much in different forms i really like the ipad and i'm learning a lot about it and i'm actually getting ready to film a course about using the ipad oh cool i just did a series of films on artists and one of them had these amazing watercolor markers and so those have become another new plaything of mine so I am disloyal to any particular medium and play the field as far as I can. But the iPad is kind of an art supply store under a sheet of glass. So Mm. there's so many things to play with and try things out there. So I really like it.
1: What app are you using on it?
0: I use Procreate.
1: Okay, that's the popular one. Now, my friend told me you need... I have an iPad mini, but I think you can't use that on a mini. Is that right? Or you're not sure? Or do you know?
0: I think they just came out with a new mini that you can use the oh. pencil on. So the, the issue isn't the, isn't the app, it's the, the pencil, whether or not you can use a pencil. But Procreate, oh. I think, works on basically anything. There's a version for the phone as well. Oh. So if you're meant to just draw with your finger, I'm sure you can draw on the Mini, but I'm pretty sure it works on everything.
1: But maybe it's easier to, if you have a bigger Surface. Now, with your iPad, is that a regular size or is that the... Don't they have an extra big size?
0: It's like the giant executive size. Is that one, the size you have? Yes, it's huge. Eight and a half by 11 or maybe bigger. So it's as, it's bigger than most of my sketchbooks are, so good. Wow.
1: You're not still doing commercial work, is that right? And just besides your books, do you still work in advertising? No, I
0: haven't worked in advertising in years. Yeah. So do you
1: wish you had had this when you were in advertising?
0: No, because I was a copywriter, so I didn't really care. Uh, Certainly an iPad is a great tool for all kinds of things, but but I don't make commercials anymore, so I don't really think about
1: it. So I just started doing some work that I'm hoping to license. And I usually draw everything by hand and then I scan it and start fiddling with Photoshop. But I'm realizing how I'm really doing myself a disservice by not drawing directly into a medium that's really meant to be manipulated digitally if I'm going that route. So I'm really curious about trying out Procreate and seeing what that can do for my art.
0: Yeah, the book that I'm working on now is um, the first one where I'm using a lot of Procreate files in it. And I have to say it's so much faster and so much better because I can even change the resolution on things. I can change the size of them. I can output them as layers. I can redo things that I hand wrote. So for instance, this book that I'm doing is going to be licensed to run in lots of different countries and different editions. And when they do that, they need to take all the text out of it and replace it with whatever the local language is. When I do it on my iPad, I can just create that as a separate layer, and it's easy to just take it out so they can change the files. Whereas in the past, it was much harder for mm. me, obviously. It was like if it was all created by hand, I would have to either Photoshop it all out or just live with it. So what is this book that
1: you're working on right now?
0: My new book is called How to Draw Without Talent, designed for people who would like to learn to draw, basically teaching them some fundamental stuff, but there's a lot of like fairly tedious books on basics of drawing, and this book is designed to be more fun and more interesting than that, as well as actually teaching you some real stuff. I believe in drawing from life, and I believe in drawing your life, so that's really always been my perspective on drawing is that it's a way of, of creating almost an illustrated journal of your days. And by doing that, you also have inspiration on what to draw, which is a big question that people at all stages in the drawing career wonder about, which is, do I just set up a bowl of fruit or do I have to you know go and draw naked people in a basement somewhere? What do I do? To actually draw, and my answer is draw your shoes, draw your breakfast, draw your dog, draw your laundry, draw your whatever. And so that's kind of what is always part of my books is that kind of drawing from life, drawing from real life thing.
1: Yeah, I really did like your your book, Art Before Breakfast. I First, I ordered it on Amazon, and it didn't arrive. It was supposed to arrive last week. So today... Sorry about that. Not your fault. Today I had to figure out the Kindle app. So you are my first. Uh, welcome to the 21st century. You are my first book I've ever read on my iPad, just because I had to read it before you came on the show. I loved the ideas besides the breakfast. Then it was like, okay, go to your medicine cabinet now, do your dirty laundry. You talk a lot about finding cracks in your day. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Like some cracks in your day that people can use? To actually fill with drawing rather than checking Instagram.
0: It feels now that we just don't have time to be bored. Yes, you know we don't have time to sort of, sort of sit and stare. I mean, I think it's particularly true of kids. I was talking to my wife about this the other day, and I said, "Remember when like you were bored as a kid?" I mean, we saw this little kid standing in. A store, obviously, where her mother works. And she was just kind of pressing her face up against the glass, like staring out the window. She was bored. And she was one of the rare kids who doesn't have an iPad. And I think it's just important that you learn to kind of not do anything at times. And to as a creative person, I think that's really important because I think our imaginations work when the rest of our brains are kind of taking a break and all the stuff that we've been taking in in the day you know, the videos we've been watching and the books we've been reading and the movies we've been seeing can all kind of percolate in the pot and become something new. But if your brain is always occupied, if you're always doing stuff, particularly if you're always ingesting other people's content as Mm -hmm. opposed to allowing your own kind of mechanism to ruminate, then you never really get to that point where suddenly these kind of cross-pollinations happen. And so the cracks in the day are Really, those times when, rather than consuming somebody else's invention, you just pull out your sketchbook and you draw. If you buy into this idea of mine that you can draw anything, if you're waiting in line at Costco, draw the people who are standing in line. If you're waiting for the subway train, then draw the rat on the tracks or draw the person you know standing next to you. God forbid. But there's, there's a rat. There's
1: just You can make it Uh, up too
0: Exactly, you can But I think it's easy to start with drawing from observation Because then you don't even need to really decide You can just say, what am I going to draw, what's in front of me And, you know, it doesn't have to be good It doesn't have to be a great work of art It doesn't have to be something you're going to frame and hang on the wall It can just be a way of passing that time And so if you have a pen with you You have the corner of, you know, a piece of paper to draw on Just try it. And what I find is that if you use these little moments and you find, say, three of them in your day, in one day, and you do that for a week, you'll have done 20 drawings. And after you've done 20 drawings or 50 drawings or 100 drawings, they become easier, you feel more confident, it becomes more fun, it feels more natural. You just get better at it. So that's really the way of filling your time with drawing.
1: But one thing that I liked that you point out in your book which I've definitely found my students have noticed this as well, is that it's not just that you draw to get better at drawing, which of course happens, but when you draw or paint or you pick up any art medium, that it changes the way you see. And it changes the way you experience life. So now, all of a sudden, when you're driving in your car, you'll be noticing the shapes of the trees and the colors and interesting things around you. And it gives you a higher level of awareness or mindfulness in your life that you don't have without having some kind of art practice. And my students, even the ones who would come to me once a week for my in-person classes, so and they weren't. Painting on a daily basis, they really were just making time for themselves that one period a week, found they would notice that they were doing that in their lives. By having an art practice, You, it changes the way you see.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. And, and that has many different kinds of benefits to it. So on the one hand, as you say, mindfulness. You're present in the moment, and you're actually seeing what's around you in a much more intense way. You also create memories. I like to think of when you're drawing To use a computer analogy, it's like a high-resolution scan as opposed to the normal kind of low-resolution scanning that we do. So when you're fully engaged and you're really paying attention, your brain is ingesting information at a much, much higher rate. And so I find that like, I can walk down the street in a part of town that I don't go to that often, and suddenly I'll see the corner of a building, and I'll remember drawing that building 10 years ago. And I'll remember not only that i did that i drew the building but i'll remember all this other information from that experience oh yeah i was going to lunch to meet so-and-so it was kind of a cool day i sat on the sidewalk or leaned up against the building when i drew it and i remember i can even remember conversations that happened as i was drawing all these things Again, all the memories are kind of just much more intense because of how engaged I was when I did this drawing. It's, it's living life in a much fuller way.
1: I think they've also done studies that doodling increases your concentration. So for anyone who, like me, maybe like you, who used to doodle in class, or did you used to doodle in class when you were a student?
0: Of course, exactly. Of course, Right.
1: Yeah. So it was like first period is teacher sketching. Second period is, you know, interesting fonts. I had my own schedule, basically. Period three was sketching other students. (laughs) So drawing is a good way to like engage your brain. So it keeps you from, you know, being less mindful. I like drawing also when I go to concerts. I don't always have a sketchbook with me, but I will draw on the programs. Do you do that?
0: You know, that's the one one situation where my drawings are really, really bad is when I'm listening to music. I don't know if it's oh, really? like the same part of my yeah. I think it's the same part of my brain that listens to music is the part that draws, oh. and it can't do both that well. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's different. So whenever I do it, I have I'm just really miserable with the drawings, and it kind of affects the whole thing. But that's just me.
1: Okay, maybe I'm not really listening to the music. <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe another so. way. That's another way to put it. In your book, you talk about how creativity is not a luxury.
0: Yeah, I think creativity is a. It's a word that's very fashionable these days. I think everybody kind of is interested in creativity in a way that they maybe weren't in the past. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. There used to be a term, or maybe it's just in advertising, creatives. People refer to people as creatives, which isn't a term I particularly like, but. Being a creative person means that you allow yourself to invent things, allow yourself to solve problems, allow yourself to bring different things together and make other things out of them. And I think that really applies to all of us. I mean, since we were little kids, we had to solve problems. We had to do things in new and different ways. And I think that the world that we live in right now is a world of complete flux where everything is constantly changing in part because of technology and so it's much harder to take things for granted and to kind of live life in a consistent way it used to be that you could graduate from school get a job and remain with that same company kind of doing the same thing and work your way up the chain until you retired but now we're all in charge of our own livelihoods our own jobs everything is always we need new skills we have to learn throughout our lives and careers I think being creative and using the tools of creativity is really important, but the irony is that nobody really talks that much about what those tools are or how to learn them. Even in school, we're teaching kids lots of different things. We're rarely focused on actually teaching them about creativity and how to be creative and and how to develop creative ideas, how to present creative ideas, how to collaborate with other people creatively, what tools to use, where to seek inspiration, all those things that are really useful things. We kind of assume that either you're creative or you're not, and you'll figure it out or you won't. But I think you can teach people this stuff.
1: Yeah, I think I want to circle back to something you were talking about. Like in the morning, I like to use breakfast as my space out time. My daughter's doing the Sudoku and the Ken Ken and my husband's starting the crossword. I mean, he he does go off to work, but he, he works locally, so he's able to do some puzzles in the morning. And they're like, what are you doing? Sometimes my husband looks up, what are you thinking about? You know, life, I don't know. But I've, it's real important to me when I'm in the morning that I'm not looking at my, I do, of course I look at my phone, but I'm not only looking at my phone. I do have that time to think in the morning, stare at the wall, people have their ideas in the shower, that's because they're not consuming anything else. They're not reading. They're not looking at their phone. Maybe some people bring their phone, their waterproof phones in, but definitely doing, I feel doing themselves a disservice if you don't have space out time. And being creative, a lot of it is you do need the time to sit down and brainstorm, like really do a thought download and think about What are your ideas? And that is part of, at least for me, that's part of the creative process is kind of putting pen to paper and thinking about what it is I want to create. And it's a two-step process, like the thinking, but then also the brainstorming.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely most productive and creative in the first few hours of the day. I wake up with ideas. I do a lot of writing first thing in the morning. I I think that it's really important to find times absolutely to allow yourself to just create. I mean, I went through a process of setting myself an assignment to come up with 10 ideas first thing in the morning. So I would walk my dog to the park and I would sit there and I would say, I just need to come up with 10 ideas. And the first 10 ideas I came up with were 10 kind of categories of ideas to think of. So there weren't necessarily ideas that had anything to do with my job. It could be like 10 ideas for... Ways to have interesting conversations or 10 ideas for things you could do with an empty plastic bag or 10 things you could do, you know, if you had 20 minutes and you were on Fifth Avenue and 44th Street. It's almost like an exercise or workout thing. Doesn't have any real purpose. It's just a way of getting your brain thinking and making connections. And you can save the ideas. And if you come up with 10 a day for a week, maybe out of those 70 ideas, one will actually be good and turn into something. But if not, it was fun.
1: There's a really great article in today's New York Times by Adam Grant. Rather than time management, he talks about attention management. And one of the points he makes, though is that some people will do their best creative thinking in the morning and some people do it better at the end of the day. So it's kind of like checking in with your own circadian rhythms. There's some people who cannot do analytical work in the morning when their ideas, they have too many ideas in the morning. So he says, for those people, do your creative work first, your analytical work in the afternoon. For somebody like me, I actually need to do kind of that analytical work first and I need to clear the decks before I can do my creative work so I actually do my best creative work in the afternoon because if I have too much stuff on my to-do list on my analytical brain I I can't get to it I won't allow myself to relax into it so I mean I love the concept art before breakfast but also at the same time if you're not the type of person who's going to get up at 6 a.m. and go for a run you know, that's like one kind of advice. It doesn't mean that's the only way to exercise. And the same thing with your art making. It can be before breakfast, but it could also be before dinner or after dinner.
0: Yeah. I mean, my idea with art before breakfast was never that you would have necessarily a period.
1: No, I completely understand. I want to just warn our listeners not to feel... There's like sometimes that OCD thinking of when they take the advice, that to be sure they're taking your advice and generalizing it for what works best for them. What of course, period yeah. of time can they be creative and find cracks in their day?
0: The thing I was responding to is actually people who say, well, who has time for that? Who has time to draw? Who has time to make art? Who has time to do the things that you know sound like fun, but I'm, I'm busy? I started making art when I had a small kid. I had a wife who had just been disabled and was paraplegic in a wheelchair. I was creative director of an ad agency and I was traveling around the world doing things to do with business. That's when I started to draw. I actually found that I kind of got a lot out of it because my life was really busy. And the way that I found time to draw was in these little slivers. Mm. And one of the to me was before breakfast. And it wasn't even like I needed to sort of set up my studio and have my paints waiting for me and do all that literally it was waiting for the kettle to boil i'll Mm. draw my teacup
1: nice you know i'm
0: standing i'm standing there anyway for five minutes or eight minutes however long takes to for the water to boil i have my sketchbook leaning against my toaster i pull it out i draw the teacup the kettle boils i pour it in the tea bag steeps for three minutes and by then i've done my drawing so You know, here it is, time that was dead. I'm now kind of filled with this little moment, this little creative moment. And I think that there's, you know, many, many moments like that in your day. In other words, it takes away one of the excuses that we have for not doing the things we want to do.
1: Being too busy, I think, is the biggest lie for anything. You know, you could always say it and it kind of sounds true, but it isn't true. Because we do all make time for certain things.
0: Right, we make time for the things we want to do. And if you didn't make time for it, you probably didn't want to do it. It's fine. That's right.
1: Right. Or you've convinced yourself that you don't want to do it because maybe there's a fear that's holding you back.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what I find when it comes to teaching people to make art is that my job is generally not teaching them the technical aspects of making art. Right. It's teaching them how to overcome the many issues that they and life have set up to get in their way. Yes. You know, we all, we all have these, these obstacles that we've built ourselves that, you know, our teacher in fifth grade put there that our, you know, uncle, who's like, what are you going to be an artist for? You know, all of the stupid things that have gotten in our lives and just stayed there. Getting those out is actually the hardest part of the project, not... You know, teaching you to use a you know 4B pencil or whatever it is.
1: Totally, that's why I do this podcast. Like, and it's almost the feel like it's the same message packaged differently. The same message every right. week, but different packaging and different conversation. It's how to overcome your fears, how to find time, and it all comes back to the same thing: how to manage your thoughts. Yeah, and has
0: I think even bigger implications because it's not just about oh, now I know how to draw or I don't know how to draw. It's how do I know how to control my life, my impulses, the demons in me. I wrote this book called shut your monkey, which is about the inner critic. So there's this voice in your head that tells you not to take risks, not to try new things, not to do all these things. And it's hardwired into us by evolution. You know, we have the, this part of our brain that is designed to protect us from risk, but at the same time, there are also all these people in our lives who have told us not to do these certain things and to sort of stick with what we know and so on and so forth. You know that's really limiting. As you become an adult, you can choose to overcome those things. A lot of them are not really that useful anymore. So instead of listening to them, stop and think about them. And I think that art making has helped me to just be more aware of lots of preconceptions that I've had in my life and to question them and to kind of decide whether or not I'm going to follow those voices. And I think I've become much happier because of it, more in control of my life, more able to decide what I'm going to do and not do as opposed to some ancient hardwired thing in me.
1: I love that. As you know, finding time for your creativity is really hard. When you do find the time, there is absolutely nothing worse than staring at a blank page stuck because you're not sure where to start or what to do. Or you may have a vision of what to do, but you need to learn some basic drawing and painting skills to help you get unstuck. As an artist that is committed to helping other women reconnect with their inner artists and teaching thousands of art students just like you to reclaim that creativity, I'm excited and honored to bring you the Inspired Insiders Club, which is a membership for art lovers who want a backstage pass to my creative process so that you never run out of inspiration. For July 2019, you can actually try it out for only five bucks. As one of the many perks of being an Inspired Insiders, you'll also get the Country Critters Workshop absolutely free. And also in the month of July, I will be teaching how to do cosmetic bags, which is something that is frequently requested technique that people are dying to learn. So I'll be doing a free workshop for my inspired insiders. Now let me just share a little bit about how it works. In the club, you get monthly inspiration, which comes in the form of video demonstrations where I will break down processes into drawing and painting as well as inspiration. You receive fresh inspiration every month and you'll also get access to all the libraries of past episodes. You can dive into the club immediately, binge watch episodes, revisit favorites, and you'll have access to everything as long as you are a member The best part is you can get complete and instant access for everything for just $5 today. So that's a $5 two-week trial. Registration is open, but not for long. We will be closing registration on July 18th. So make sure to act now and join us. Just go to shulmanart.com forward slash join to get started right away, and I'll see you inside the members area. We began this conversation talking about the portrait day, so we kind of teased our listeners without really telling them about that. And I know you also talk about the portrait party in Art Before Breakfast. So is the portrait party in your book pretty much the same format as what we did with Urban Sketchers?
0: Urban sketching had quite a number of roles. Mine is basically portrait parties, just get together with some people and draw them. But but that form of portrait party that we did at Urban Sketch was also very interesting, which is basically sit in a circle with a dozen people. Each of you draw the other 11 one at a time as one poses. And then you end up with whatever the, the math is, 144 minus 11, 135 Drawing.
1: So there was about a hundred people that day. And just to yeah. paint the picture for the listeners, we met at a high school, one of the art and design, was it art and design? It's high school of art and design. High school. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was it. So
1: we were in their cafeteria. Somebody must have had a connection with the PTA there, was able to get us their cafeteria. We were divided into groups. We were told ahead of time, you know, we had to kind of register like, just basically give people our email. And we we're divided into groups of 12. And Danny happened to be sitting next to me. Somebody kept a timer. I think we had, do we have 10 minutes per person? I think it was. Was it that long? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it was, it was, it was 10. It was, it was not three, shorter. Yeah. 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 I was the last portrait that you drew. And you were the last one I drew. So I posed right before you and you were like the end of the circle. So I think we were both kind of spent by then. So we have our portraits to share. I don't know if we want to share them. I'm not sure if I want you to share the one you did of me. It's like a side view of my 50 year old neck. Don't tell me you have it. You did? Did you keep your portraits?
0: I gave some of them away. I might have them. I might have them. I can send it to you if you'd like. No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) If you want to. No, if you want to. If you want to i'm very vain that way okay so yeah it was a lot of fun i came out with 11 because i posed for one so i had 11 portraits by the end of that day of all the people around me i found yours
0: yeah. actually yours is one of the better ones i did oh okay your neck is completely like it looks like a 15 year old's
1: neck well maybe it was a guy next to me it was like a oh, thanks it was like that little extra who do you know the person who was sitting to my left
0: was it jason doss Jason, yeah. Jason Doss he used to be the president of Urban Sketchers. Yeah, the drawing he did me, he put on about seventy-five pounds onto me.
1: Do you what I mean? It's like we have this
0: I'm <laughs> as it is, but he made me look sort of like Jabba the hut in a
1: No, I think it was the angle though, because the people who drew us from across the circle, we basically so just to tell our listeners, it's not like each of us got up and moved. We stayed in the same spot. So, as you went around the circle, not only did the person who you were drawing change, but it was also the angle changed. So, the most flattering portraits were the ones that were sitting... The furthest from, uh, exactly furthest away. Exactly. Furthest away from me, right? <laughs> well, it's also... the a
0: little mini head across the That's moon. right. Yeah. No, I, wondered, I wondered about that too, because I thought, in the end, most of my drawings, the faces were kind of large-ish, kind of filled most of the page, but they were very different focal lengths. It was, yeah. it's-
1: it was interesting to see all the different mediums. And then like at the end of the day, we laid everything out so you can see... All 11 versions of each person, like the different viewpoints. And it was interesting, the the different styles, but also the different mediums and the different interpretations that people had. So I thought it was a very good exercise. I liked it. it. Yeah. Nice immersion. I've only been to one other of their events because it was in cold spring near, which is near me. For some reason, Mm -hmm. I always have something else going on that I rather do than go into the city.
0: Yeah, they tend to be on like a weekend and it takes like three hours of drawing plus travel and so forth. It's a, it's a pretty big commitment. but And often, I personally don't really love drawing in groups of people so much. I don't find that it's easy to concentrate. But in this case, because it was other people, it was more fun.
1: Yeah. I'm not a big fan of drawing in the wild, so to right. speak. And I never seem to have the right supplies. Whatever I left at home is always what I want. That's why you got to get your iPad. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So by the way, people who are listening, the Urban Sketchers, it is a global movement. So it's possible that you might be able to find a chapter in your, if you live near a city in your, wherever you live.
0: Yeah, just go to urbansketchers.org and you'll find people
1: there. Okay. So this was real inspirational. Danny, do you have any last words for my listeners before we call this podcast complete?
0: You should check out sketchbookschool.com.
1: You should check out shulmanart.com forward slash Danny. You'll get that link in the show notes, shulmanart.com forward slash 45. We're going to have Danny's bio there. Maybe we'll put the portraits there.
0: I don't think I have the portrait of you, but I definitely have. The, I have the portrait of you. I don't know if I have a portrait by you
1: necessarily. unless you I have it. On. You want it?
0: Is it any good? <laughs>
1: I don't know. It's the last one I did of the day I was kind of spent. But now that I'm looking at you, yeah, it kind of looks like you. We'll post some pictures in the show notes as well. And make sure you check out Danny's books. So Art Before Breakfast, Shut Your Monkey, Everyday Matters. We'll make sure that either the link to the new book is there or a link to your author page. Thank you so much for joining us today, Danny. I loved having you.
0: Thank you, Mary. It was great fun to see you again.
1: So you can check out his books, his classes, and today's freebie, Five Steps to Develop a Creative Habit. Find all that in the show notes, shulmanart.com forward slash 45. All right, guys. Thanks so much for being with me here today. I will see you same time, same place next week. Make it a great one. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash shulmanart on Instagram at shulmanart and of course on shulmanart.com. Hey there, if you enjoyed this podcast, you have to check out the Inspired Insiders Club. It's my monthly membership program where you get inspiration from me. Every month, I share with you techniques that I use in my own art for drawing and painting in both watercolor and mixed media. Plus, each month, we meet live. We talk about inspiration and ideas for how to make the art in your own style, and you can get to ask me questions or even get critiqued on your art. If you're feeling stuck in your art and your goal for 2019 is to unleash greater creativity or to spend more time painting, but you need a little help creating that habit, then the Inspired Insiders Club will help you get there. Come join me over at shulmanart.com. That's shulmanart with a C dot com forward slash join. I'd love to have you join me in the Inspired Insiders Club. See you there.